You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Sarah Malindwa. Hello, curious fuckers. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And together, we're Come Curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram. Every Thursday, we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks. And the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Impressed Welcome. with the pronunciation there. I know, it's really like, oh, don't fuck this up, don't fuck <laughs> this up. <laughs> Please tell our curious fuckers a little bit about yourself. Oh, a little bit about myself. How long do I have? (laughs) Well, I'll keep it sort of short, sweet and and punchy. Um, So I'm Sarah Malindwa. I am a TV presenter and qualified nurse. (laughs) I specialise in sexual health and HIV. I have a background in the fashion industry as well, which is completely separate from that. But um, I work predominantly within the fashion industry and within sexual health um, and the medical profession. That's amazing. amazing. We actually met you on a shoot that we did not too long ago. Yeah, where we were discussing lots of sexual health things. Yeah, you were like the uh, the sort of the guru, the one that says, "Oh no, <laughs> maybe stay away from that." But also, we need to talk about this. Yeah, that was, the... that was super fun. So can't wait for that to come out. We probably can't talk about it too much, can we? But um, but yeah, that was a. That yeah, was we don't we... even know when it's coming. No, out. Yeah. it might be no, out by the time this episode comes out. Who Fingers knows? <laughs> At least we haven't told them who it is. Maybe you'll no. be able to see us on like YouTube adverts. Yeah, eh? yeah. yeah. Obviously, <laughs> look out for a new. If we look like a girl band, that would be us. Yeah, that's us, yeah. yeah. Or, or matchy-matchy. Yeah. In a bed. Oh, God. Yeah. How did Memories. you get into working in sexual health? So I um, I studied nursing at university. Mm. Um, I went to uni at 17, so a year early um, than I was supposed to. Not because I'm super clever or anything, but basically the college super made clever. a mistake and it worked to my benefit. <laughs> But yeah, so no, so I went to uni at uh, 17, uh, graduated, did my nursing degree. I was qualified by the time I was 20. And then I practiced at Chelsea and Westminster Hospital Mm. in Chelsea um, for five years. And I did acute medicine, which is basically uh, you do, you learn, you look after everybody from strokes to heart attacks to broken limbs like a bit of everything um, Mm -hmm. which is a great way to learn as a nurse just to get your basic knowledge on just the human body and how it works Mm. Um, and so after doing that for about five years which is a long time I think to be on the wards um, I decided to specialise I was still young enough and I was like I always wanted to work in the fashion industry but it seemed like an unattainable goal yeah and especially then this is we're talking pre-Instagram pre-Twitter before right. social media was a thing yeah um, and I just thought oh well, you know I love fashion but it's, it's not something I can actually get into and then social media came along yeah yeah good, <laughs> which is a good thing it did and then um, just sort of through various platforms just started to um, sort of uh, work with different people in the industry and build my portfolio at that time yeah. but at the same time within my nursing career I decided to specialise in something and I was always interested in sexual health and HIV because even as a nurse even at university you learn about it of course but it's only sort of touched on in like a module you don't really get to learn that much about it Mm -hmm. and I never had the chance to do like a work placement in a sexual health clinic Yeah. and so after uh, speaking to a colleague of mine he was like oh there's this job going um, at a sexual health clinic it's part of the trust it's just that it's based out in Soho so I was like oh okay weird Uh, sexual health is completely different to any other sort of nursing and it doesn't it almost doesn't feel like proper nursing because people are not sick like everyone who's if you're you're fit enough to be having sex you're you're, 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 you're okay (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it's a different it's a different form of nursing but I was really interested to make that career move and just try something different and then I've been doing that for it will be nine years this Mm. April so you you get a little peek into loads of people's bits yeah basically so (laughs) (laughs) we see every all all like you know when they say water 
else in all, that just doesn't even cover it. Like. <laughs> it's like the perfect expression. The perfect expression. And with the clinic where I practice, um, I'm, I do two clinics a week. So um, I'm still a practicing nurse and mm. we see a variety of things. So the majority of our uh, patients are from the LGBTQ community, just because of where we located, we're right mm-hmm. in the heart of Soho. Yeah. So we sort of work with the most sort of... Um, undervalued in a way when it comes to health issues yeah. group of people um, we, and, and you know we'll work with sex workers we'll go to the gay saunas obviously we'll also see het- a lot of heterosexuals as well so we yeah. do with you know young people I used to do the young people services where I looked after the, ev- everyone sort of under the age of 20 so I go out to schools and like um, youth clubs and do you know sex ed edu- sex education classes condom demonstrations we talk about body issues sex relationships and just everything that comes with sex and not just the sexual health aspect of it mm, yeah. um, so that was a really nice element of my job um, yeah so everything from PEP we do a lot of stuff about PEP and PrEP which you guys might have heard about which is yeah, the drug yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's, there's a lot going on about it in the press um, so Actually, my, wait I know we said yes but please explain yeah, what PEP and some PrEP some people is. might not know Okay, yeah, it's true. So for, for some of the listeners, might not know. So PrEP is called, it stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, the easiest way to explain it for everybody to understand properly is kind of like how women take the pill to stop them from getting pregnant. Yeah. You take one pill uh, every day and it essentially stops you getting pregnant. So PrEP works in a similar way. So it's targeted for people who are considered high risk for HIV. So mm-hmm. intravenous drug users, men who have sex with men, um, people from high risk countries. So these are the, the people who are uh, considered higher risk for HIV. So PrEP yeah. is, is, is in place for them to, to have, or, you know, on the NHS for now we're doing trials and stuff to prove to the government that actually it is cost effective and it, it mm. is going to do more mm. more better than more harm you know in the long run financially as well as you know physically for people um, so it's something that's available for people who are high risk because, because the government hasn't put it you know, hasn't made it available on the NHS properly. If, if you can't get on a trial, you can buy it. So you can buy it for I think seventeen pounds fifty a month. Mm-hmm. So which is more reasonable than what it was before. Yeah, that's not even that bad, really. No, you know, you're thinking about protecting your life. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. protecting you know. Well, it's not even that. It's, it's like the stigma around it. Yeah, It for just sure. like, really messes people up. Yeah. We had an amazing guest on, Caden Gray. Yeah. And he's like a huge HIV activist mm. and he has HIV himself. And he just like completely blew everything out of the window of what we thought HIV yeah. was. And just he was just an inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Check out his episode, guys, if you want to listen. Like, it blew us away. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great to have so many people coming out as HIV positive right? and yes. who are living lives. And we've mm-hmm. seen it in the... In the media we had uh, Gareth Thomas who was uh, one of the one of the greatest athletes in our country to come out as HIV oh, positive wow. yeah so when he came out with that somebody else I think uh, I, I won't say the name because I can't recall but I think it was an actor from Pose or something yeah. and Pose is obviously mm. a huge show yeah, huge. Um, so he came out so it's just good to give a face to something and show yeah. that actually it's not like the 80s when it was a death sentence and, mm-hmm. you, and nobody knew how it, how it was A transferred or B yeah. how, it's, you know, how it could be cured so we've come such a long way oh god it's so amazing when people actually just say that they have it yeah. just so it normalises it so much for mm-hmm. so it's just yeah. not so much of a stigma anymore and that's the only way the stigma Literally. is going to be banished yeah, really, yeah. if people can say it. oh so and so is a rugby player and he's big and he's fit yeah. and he's strong and he's healthy and exactly. he's lived a normal life and yeah. it's not so scary and you don't mm. feel so alone it's yeah. terrifying doing it yourself though like when you actually sure. come out with something that you feel yes. shameful about or if that you're mm. worried about and I feel like we should all use our platforms to talk about things that, mm. that wouldn't people normally wouldn't talk about it obviously might be mm. a bit different for your career because mm. of you know the, the type of work that you're in mm. but I think that it is important to normalise it. Yeah. We, Everyone should just talk from the roofs about all their crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we put up a video recently on YouTube um, saying that we both have herpes. Mm. And yeah, that was, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That was amazing. That's amazing. That's yeah. such a big step, though. Yeah. I kept it kind of secret for a really long time. Yeah, just because like, yeah. of the stigma, it's so of bad. Course. The shame. Yeah. Like, the people making you feel shit for it or, like, the jokes that you hear. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, it, I mean... I, I, yeah, it's it's easier said than done because there is still so much stigma around all like everything, yeah. all types of things, but especially when it comes to STIs. Especially when yeah. it comes to STIs. And I think mm. the longer that we've been in a world where there's a lot of shame attached to STIs, so even just having sex, especially as women, just even just owning your sexuality, because it's been like that for generations before us it's yeah. gonna t- it's not gonna happen overnight but I think those conversations are starting the ball is starting to roll so that in future generations 
the things that we're talking about advocating for, young people be like, what was the big issue? You yeah. Know? yeah. You know? So it's, it's good to know that we're part of that generation that's get, starting that for our grandchildren, that's great-grandchildren. So you know? yeah. um, it doesn't happen overnight, but it does help. And you guys coming out and saying, because with herpes, I, I, you know what, herpes and warts is, a, is an interesting one because... I've had both of those. Have you? There oh. you go. As most people have. You yeah. know? If you test, this is what I tell people, if you tested 100 people for the HPV virus, which is the human papillomavirus that causes mm-hmm. genital warts, mm-hmm. or the HSV virus, which is the one that causes herpes, Herpes. If you did a test on 100 people, 75 to 80 of them will come back as positive wow. for that virus. Yeah. So Crazy. it's a lot more common. It's almost impossible to avoid as well because yeah. even you with a condom, protect. you can't protect against yeah. it because it's passed on from skin to skin contact. Yeah. So I got it with from condom, oral sex. There you go. Son mm-hmm. of a bitch. It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'll just suck him off and then I won't get anything mm. from Manny Love. No, he went down on me. He went, oh no, so even so you're yeah. like, I'm getting a treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't such a treat. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Fuck number one. The last fuck. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. It wasn't that long ago. It was, I think, a week today. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's pretty fresh. (laughs) Uh, New sort of partner. Nice. uh, That I've been seeing for like three months. So we're in that stage where we're not official official, but... Mm sort of that conversation is uh, he wants to have it more than I do I'm not going to lie uh, <laughs> yeah you're, you're unsure I'm like let's just ride this train for as long as I can yeah. Right, yeah. to like put a label on it but um, yeah. no no it's going good and that department is going good I can uh, report back happily good so that's yeah a week ago <laughs> yeah. amazing nice. yeah. do you like to have sex like do you think it's important to have sex on a regular basis or does it not matter how often people have sex I think it's it's, it comes down to the individual and the individual couple. I think if you want if you want it more and you're not getting it as much, then communicate that with your partner. Yeah. I think I do think though that sometimes the longer you leave things, the more comfortable you can, that can then become your new normal. Mm-hmm. Not having sex can then just become a thing. Being yeah. comfortable, um, being comfortable like the, with not having. Yeah, that's yeah, like the disease. That's the disease. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's sort of and before you know it, you know, it's another Christmas and you're still not. You know, so. Yeah. I think I think it's important. I think it's a very big part of a relationship. Yeah. It's a very important part of a relationship. Um, so if if the the regularness <laughs> changes, then maybe you might want to question why that is. Maybe it's time to yeah. spruce things up in the bedroom. Maybe um, it happens quite a lot in long term. Relationships. Relationships. Oh, like yeah. oh, I think my all God. of them. Every long term relationship I've had, it's always happened. The sex has, has drifted, and, and yeah. it's become more difficult. Yeah, but it's not abnormal. It happens mm. with, to so many people. Yeah. Um. And but it doesn't mean to say that once it's fizzled out, that's it no. forever. It, no. it does take working on, and you can get it back up again. Oh, I'm having great sex at the moment with my partner. Amazing. Yeah. 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 That's great news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so you go through phases, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some good shit. But also in our last podcast, Ben was talking. about about some really and you you've met Ben from the shoot that we were ben. on yeah yes. it's like this whole lot happened on the shoot guys you had to be there <laughs> you had to be there um uh, and he was saying and I've just forgotten what he was saying but it was really useful <laughs> knowledge on on what me and my partner were doing for sex oh, oh my let's, my just move, let's just move on fucking hell <laughs> I was going to say something as well. It's like gone out of my mind because yeah. you started talking. You know what? You know when you can almost visually see the thought leaving. Yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah, almost yeah. like wait, right, wait, gone. no, yeah. come back. Because I was literally thinking of that when we were talking about STIs, and I was yeah. like, oh, I really wanted to say that it's just the same as getting a cold. Like yeah, when you're talking about skin to skin contact, right. it's like you're on the train and somebody coughs or sneezes, yeah. or you get flu or you get a cold. Yeah. Like that is even harder. And the fact that we get weird about STIs, STIs. which is skin to skin contact, which yeah. is harder to get. Yeah. So like shameful. Ooh, it's almost bit. like this the, the whole norovirus thing, and everyone's like, yeah. "Oh my god, this is ter-. the flu has killed literally millions of people." Like mm-hmm. last year, yeah. same thing. It's a virus, but we don't talk about it. So it's all about how is sensation. These things are just sensationalized yeah. more than anything. Yeah, and the media once they grab onto one thing, it's like it's just yeah. to sell headlines. I want to use your expertise here. Mm-hmm. So if you are in a new relationship like yourself, mm-hmm. and you had, um, say, you had herpes. How do you bring that up in conversation? Because it and do you have to? Do you have to tell That's every sexual question? Partner? It's so hard. This have, one. It, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It is a tricky one. I, th- I think because it comes down to the individual. I think this is what I will say to patients: if you don't have an active outbreak, which is when you're likely to not pass on the virus, mm-hmm. then 
it's completely up to you. Yeah. If you do have an active hour break, you shouldn't be having sex anyway. No. But... You don't want to be. You you don't know, I mean, I'm surprised if you'd even be able to <laughs> should you want you to. You wouldn't want to. Yeah. Um, so what I'd say is if you're in a long-term relationship, uh, honesty is always a good a, a good foundation, solid foundation for any relationship anyway. So I think mm. something like that is important um, to share with somebody that you're you know, having a romantic relationship with. And it's mm. just courteous as well. Yeah. Um, and it's just a safe thing to do and make that, you know, your partner make an informed decision. However, if you don't have an active outbreak if you've only had it once and sometimes you know with herpes people think you're going to have it for life you're not you, you, yeah I the, never get outbreaks yeah there you go yeah, and you may really. never get outbreaks again or you might yeah. get one in a couple of months you just never know yeah um, so you wouldn't want to then give information to somebody that may not even be that big of a deal depending exactly. on how they may receive it, it so it feels like it's going to be internalised with them into a sure. massive thing yeah. when you're like but I don't even have outbreaks so yeah. it's very unlikely that you're going to get mm. it and you probably have the virus already not yeah, you, and you already have yeah. it most <laughs> yeah. likely yeah, for sure. I mean, there's still there's still that chance, but the rarity is so small. And I imagine like it is hard when you're dating or when you're seeing yeah. somebody for the first time because if if they don't know they've got it, then they just they hear herpes and they think the worst. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, probably run a mile. Yeah, for probably. Sure. And like, is, a, well, a good a good person wouldn't. That's the people. You and I think it's with. a good test, test exactly. Yeah. So you've actually got a free test to give somebody, and then that will kind of tell you what you that need is. to know. I just feel like you should talk about STIs with any sexual partner, like just like casually, you know, like oh, have you yeah. had any STIs? It's like, yeah, I've had this, this, and this. Cool, yeah. I've had this, this, and this. And yeah. it shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, no, exactly. It should be like, yeah, what kind of life-threatening illnesses have you dealt with during your life anyway? Yeah. You know, like, oh, well, That's you know, I've true. had shingles. I've had chicken pox. I had the flu. I get the flu all the time. I get tonsillitis all the fucking yeah, time. Same. It should... <laughs> <laughs> it's too much dick sucking. I know. <laughs> I know. Master's tonsillitis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite I unquote. had tonsillitis. Oh, like, did you ever yeah. do that do that lie where you're like, I can't come into work today because I've got conjunctivitis when really it was just come in the eye? <laughs> What? I have fully done that before. You've not. No. Fully. Oh, really? Yep. When I was you... like, maybe like 19, I was working at a bar. To be fair, I hated working there and I just wanted any excuse. Any excuse. excuse. <laughs> I got come in the eye and it was, it was like... So excruciating pain yeah it was like it was like I can't even explain it wasn't like in the eye it was like the pressure it felt like my eye was being popped out of its socket oh my god it was just so weird anyway um, huh? and my you whole know, eye was red and swollen we laugh but you'd be surprised I, I get that all the time in clinic people coming in thinking I think I might have chlamydia gonorrhea in my eye yeah and yeah. I remember when I first started out as a sexual health nurse and the first patient that said that to me I was like oh, don't be so ridiculous I was like oh god like, <laughs> yeah. was like why would you have it in your eye but it's a thing and you yeah, can it does yeah, happen yeah, yeah absolutely so I learned yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, even as a nurse who's been doing it for years, like mm-hmm. you're still going to be learning new things because new information's coming out all the time. Yeah, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about the medical profession is you never stop learning because mm-hmm. there's always there's always things you know studies and th- things that you're learning. So it's a yeah. it's a continuous studying profession. <gasps> yeah. You know, yeah. we we want to actually like fund a study about how like the taste of cum, and how <laughs> different different. We were talking about this earlier. How different foods might change your like what makes. Yeah people's cum taste different and it's the same with you know what makes a female taste yeah. different well, you, you guys know about know. the pineapple juice thing right yeah, but is that real is that is that a real myth? thing though? I think it's bullshit yeah, I think, I think we it's don't bullshit know. we don't know and we, we you know having a vegan diet is supposed to make your cum feel Somewhat, taste, yeah. better. taste better but yeah. I don't know we, we yeah. need to do this test man yeah. Need, yeah I guess ask your other halves Maybe yeah. for the for the, lady, for the female version. That. I don't have another heart. I guess anymore. the easiest way is. Oh <laughs> no! That's so oh. deep. Like I am just alone in this world. But do you know what you said that, and then up, I remember. Yeah, I broke up the the week after that. After shoot. really, yeah. I remember we yeah. had it. We had a quite a lengthy conversation about yeah, certain things. Yeah, you were so. I, I remember yeah, feeling like it was going to go in that direction. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, well, it's been a direction. it's been a good thing. It's I've seen like Florence go from like. Sad Florence to like empowered Florence. Empowered yeah. Florence, yeah. I, mean, I remember are, that. There are moments that are a bit shit. Yeah. yeah. But mostly it's been a great thing. Yeah. Fine. Mostly, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. been good. <laughs> been it's a weird. How long were you together before, if you don't mind me asking? Four and a half years. It's a long time. And we were isn't living it? together. Four you were, years. I remember, yeah. 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 Fuck. It's, yeah. it's almost like being let out of prison. It's weird coming from out of prison. No, it is. You don't know how things work anymore. I, yeah. I, I remember coming out of a six-year relationship and I just like, you know when they let you out of prison in movies when they let people yeah. out of prison and they're still dressed in like their 70s clothes yeah. they went in and oh, they don't know what yeah. to do. And then they're there with their carry bag. Like, That was me when I came out. And that I was is like, like, how how the best Why analogy for it? Because <laughs> it's like, should I go back to that? Should I go back yeah, to prison? Yeah. And like, uh, True. It's, it's literally like and, walking back into a hellhole. And yeah. I felt free. I felt free when I came out I was like oh my god it's, it's literally it prison. Is prison prison yeah it's yeah. freeing yeah. Wow. so funny 
I've got organs. We'll talk about that now. Like yeah. I also like having, even if you had loads of sex beforehand, you come out of prison and then you're like, how, how the fuck am I going to have sex again? Oh my God, you feel like a virgin again. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just like, like I don't virgin. know how to do this with other people. somebody else's body yeah. and then them learning your body, what you like, what they like. Yeah. yeah. But it's exciting yeah. though. It's exciting as well. So Definitely. Yeah. I've been yeah. super excited because there are so many things that I really wanted to experiment with. Yeah. Like during the relationship that my partner wasn't really interested in. Mm. So now I'm like, okay, I've been given this amazing opportunity to like just do everything that I really wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. And yeah. Restrictions. And it's it's oh. been good so far. <laughs> Fuck two. The first fuck. My first time. Uh, yeah, it was very painful. Really? <laughs> yeah. well, you're the first person on our podcast to really Re- say how that is really Yeah. Really, for me, it was really painful. Like, it We're talking like excruciating. Well... I mean, I could walk. Was <laughs> <laughs> it like no hospital situation? Yeah, it was just, it was just, I just remember it. I mean, I was 21, so I was very late to the party, mm. which I'm actually glad about because a lot of my friends started having sex super young yeah. and I just, I just didn't want to. You know, I just, yeah. yeah. That's good um, that you waited until you felt ready yeah, yes. because yeah. a lot of people rush into it because they're like, all my friends are doing it. Yeah. Like it's time, I'm yeah. 16. I don't want to be 18 and, yeah. and, and still be a virgin. And yeah. it gets to a point where it's like, it's just a tick boss thing. Like yeah. I just have to yes. do it, then it's yeah. done kind of thing. I didn't yeah. want it kind of to be like that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't somebody that I wasn't even that into, to be honest. It was, just, I, and even though I did it at 21, I was kind of like, you know what, let me just do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck it, I may as well. Fuck it. Um, yeah, I remember it being painful i didn't i didn't enjoy my first time no, no like it just it wasn't do you know why it, it was painful? painful um i think it was just because i literally hadn't had sex before so mm-hmm. just the penetration alone um and I, he was quite big as well which didn't help for your first time oh yeah that's yeah. not great for a first time no so um did you use lube or did you not because no, when you're young so you don't really know yeah to do that. and also i'm in my 30s now so this is like i'm stretching <laughs> my memory quite far back now <laughs> Um, so things like, but even at twenty one, which I think is a, is an age where you should be like uh, equipped with good information about mm-hmm. sex and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Things like lube, but it didn't cross my mind. Like yeah. different kinds of condoms. Like, I just didn't think. You know, you didn't. I, I just didn't think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be I didn't honest, know where to even start. Yeah, it took yeah. me until us do, us doing starting come curious to really know that like lube was a thing. Yeah. I when I was I think the last person that I saw before doing come curious, he was getting like lube involved, and I was thinking, wait, I'm not a granny. Like, why are we? Yeah. Why are we having to use lube? <laughs> That's the first thing I'm, you think. Yeah, you know what, like, it's true that's the first thing I thought I thought mm-hmm. what so you can't be bothered to just make me wet like yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like, like we've got some fucking weird hang ups about lube yeah we yeah. really do it's just because it's just not taught in sex ed in yeah. school and you don't yeah. you don't see it in porn either mm, yeah. at all no and you they don't use, they use lube pretty much in every, in every scene, scene for sure yeah, for yeah. Sure. and oh I've lost it oh no it's probably going to come back to me in a second. Do you think it was like, as in physically talking, mm. obviously this person was well endowed. Mm. Um, do you think it was like a, a hymen issue or do you think it was like a mental block? It Like you were actually worried anyway, like vaginismus? Were you yeah. closing, closing the gates? You're like, no entry? Or was it just like, just mm. uncomfortable? I think probably a combination of the two. Mm. Um, I think you be, be your first time being your first time, you're always going to be a little bit like... Yeah. You know. I remember mine being sore yeah. and like uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, yeah. I think, is like... It was more yeah, than my the word. word. Yeah, my, my, I really felt mine was quite painful. No yeah. bleeding or anything, though. Mm-hmm. Um, That's interesting. Because yeah. a lot of people, um, I guess... Actually, is it the hymen breaking that makes it bleed? I think so. So yeah. it could just be uncomfortable and painful. And painful. And it takes a while. If you've never had sex before, and then... You, you, and, and especially if you never then tried with toys and things mm-hmm. like, or yeah. even self pleasure, and it, literally nothing. And then the first yes. thing you do is that put yeah. a dick inside you. Well, you're yeah. basically like like fisting yourself. Yeah, like yeah, fisting a tiny little hole. <laughs> <laughs> did you? It's did not you, used to it. <laughs> please no. Did you experiment with toys and, and with yourself like solo pleasure? What, first? What, no. And, <gasps> I, and I think, and I think, like you said, I think yeah. this is that's probably plays into it as well mm. yeah that I was just like novice out of nowhere <laughs> right I'm gonna just start going for it yeah, yeah. like yeah. this is what I'm supposed to do is be fucked by dick and then that's it yeah, yeah. exactly because yeah. that's what you that's the image that you have mm-hmm. and it's interesting because
because like now after obviously years of just like fucking around and, Fuck uh, <laughs> and just um, and Having also fun. working in the profession that I work in yeah. I always tell women that you have to really know your body first mm-hmm. yes. it's easier to know your body I mean I didn't really start enjoying sex until my late 20s if I'm honest yeah, yeah. because and I was in a six year relationship with somebody and I didn't really have a lot to compare it to compare that to as well so yeah. it was kind of like Oh, maybe some women. And then I and then I read an article in the Metro that said some women just never climax during sex. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, that's it. I'm just one of those women. And then I kind yeah. of put. I just decided that, that was it. And then I heard other women, like friends that you speak to, and they say, yeah, I never really enjoy sex that much either. And I thought maybe I'm just that small number. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't the case at all. It was more a case of I didn't know how to, you know, what I liked, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know how to communicate that with my partner. And so yeah. once I started to do things myself and learn how what I liked in bed, then it becomes so much easier. Like you literally have sex with anybody and you would enjoy it because you know what you're doing yeah and you know definitely. how to sort of navigate your way and teach them how to do things yeah, yeah. communication is like the greatest tool yeah. in the book when it comes to sex it yeah. should and be in the there sex is, bible there are <laughs> so many people out there just having shit sex oh because forever they can't and ever communicate what Lord. they want or maybe they just don't know and it's it's interesting what you said about reading that article and then you kind of be like okay well that's it for me then yeah, yeah. I've, I've read that before and have thought you? the exact same thing yeah. you know and um you see on the news where it's like um you know women who physically can't come can get a switch put built in them that helps them orgasm a and switch a switch a literal switch we're talking what? like a like a clickable movable shit what? I mean, that's what i imagined anyway um, um and it's like a, it's supposed to be like yeah jury's out <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was ages ago. I read it and I thought the same thing. I was like, well, I just clearly physically can't come rather than actually thinking it's it's a mental blockage that mm-hmm. I've created yeah, and not yeah. feeling comfortable mm-hmm. enough, not because of just my partner, but because of myself mm. being too like, you know, self-thinking or like not, Literally, most of the time I was sitting there going, oh my God, I haven't come yet. Oh my God, I, he's going to think he's really bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, I haven't come. I still haven't come. Oh, I, I, I feel like I can come. No, 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 it's and gone. And then they ask you, have you come? Yeah, and yeah, you're like, no, shit. Like, no. Now I'm definitely not coming. Yeah, no, like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, any hopes I had now, I've just been dashed. Yeah, gone. <laughs> yeah. I just remembered my thought from earlier. Yay. Oh, would it be Wouldn't it be amazing if we all used lube during our first time? I know. Nice thought. We waited that long <laughs> that for that. Long. <laughs> <laughs> it was really unexciting. But it's wouldn't true. it be so amazing? Yeah. We should... Oh, my God. TM, trademark. Like, we should make virginity kits where it always comes oh. with lube and different size condoms for your partner yeah. and also an explanation on how... We should yeah. do, like, a collab here. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel a collab coming on, girls. Yeah, I feel like, mm-hmm. a vir- like virgin bags or, like, first-time bags. <laughs> yeah. yeah. first-time box. Everything, everything that you would ever pack. need. Yeah. Maybe a little yeah. bullet vibrator in there as oh well. Oh, my God, oh yes. Wow. Oh, that wow. Is, like, one, yeah, fully. They should, like, give them out, these kits out for, like, Kisly... When you finish, do when you hand your GCSE yeah. results, yeah. you get a like, kit in return. Here's your gear. That's an incentive. <laughs> like if you get an A or an A star now, then yeah, yeah you, you get, get, you get a little virginity yeah. bag. But look, most of them will be like, I don't need that. Like, I know. I've that's already lost thing. my virginity, mate. Like. <laughs> Fuck three. The best fuck. You know what? I'm not even just saying it, but the current guy. Oh, yeah. that yeah. is good for sure. So, uh, oh no, that's getting in deep. I was going to ask, why are you not taking it to like the next step, the next level, the exclusivity? Oh, why you need to fucking oh, wait. Oh, it's just because I was like, ring on it. If it's there, what why? the hell are you waiting for? It's true. It's true. It's a very fair question. You sound like my mum as well. Oh no, <laughs> sorry. No, my mum's just desperate to marry me off to anybody. Please, oh, my anybody whose sperm count will give her a grandchild. Mm-hmm. Um, she Parents who, really throw on the pressure, don't Isn't they? It? They're, They're like, just like, I don't want to die grandkids? before grandkids. <laughs> like, please, you know, marriage. Then when marriage, they come, marriage. the call you're trying to close. Yeah, they won't. They won't. They won't babysit. Yeah, you married yet? Remember that grandchild you asked for? Yeah, they need you. Do you know what it is? I think I've been I've been single for you know some people always like they're always in relationships and mm-hmm. and they just like go back and forth. I'm the complete opposite. I've been like one relationship for like four years and then been single for ten years. Like wow. it, yeah, yeah, so I'm one of these people. So I'm That's so good. Though. And I've been single for like I think almost four years. Um, yeah, you know when you get so comfortable in your own little bubble. Like mm-hmm. I'm so like I just do things in my way and I've got a certain way I like to do things. And yeah. then bringing somebody into your world and you have to share and you have to like now I'm like I told him look I'm doing a podcast and then I'm doing this and then and I'll see you around seven but it may be 11 because I might have to do and then now I have to like run my day by somebody so I'm, ha- I'm sort of getting used to yeah. sharing my time and space and when you're used to not having to do that it's quite a scary thing to bring somebody into it but 
but also I think when you've had like shit experiences as well, mm-hmm. you're you're a little bit more cautious. So it's only been what yeah. two and a half months, three months. So I'm kind of like it's going great. I I just want to like keep it as nice as it is now and not rush into anything too serious. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I mean, it's going the right way. We're going Bali in three weeks. So. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Holiday sex. Best. I know. But they also say holidays like make or break. Like even if oh, it's... really? Yeah, they say you, yes. don't, you don't know somebody. Like going on holiday with a partner is a big test. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. that though. I know some people that have been on holiday and it's been awful and I'm like, okay, yeah. Like done Expecting now. it to be ended and it hasn't. And they've wet their way back I'm up. Like, yeah, and it's just like, it just looks awful. But, did, did but that, that was the test other? itself and they clearly passed so yeah it'll be really good and holiday sex because there's no pressure and like yeah. you can have it whenever oh yeah that's yeah, the best bit you can have it in the shower on beach. the beach <laughs> oh, I don't know about the sandy V girls Nuh-uh. I know it sounds good in theory and then afterwards you get in sandy places and you, you get caught I, I, I actually got like a message from a girl when I was on holiday like what what happens to sand in your vagina it'll like, come out really yeah like, genuine like, like if, yeah I was like have you ever the... had anyone come into the clinic with sand in their vagina do you know what no I mean I've a lot of out. things in the vagina but not sand no but that, mm. that would can you talk about things that you found in, in vaginas <laughs> or in bum holes well yeah yeah of course no names of course I mean, yeah not that i remember, but <laughs> not I mean. remember yeah like barry had like a fucking i don't know Darth yeah, Vader they doll went off out the ass. window once i found that coupon yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah sound in the vagina does come out like right. we, yeah. we are self-cleaning we are yeah self-cleaning. yeah your vagina um it, it's self-cleansing so it cleans itself so eventually it will wash it out yeah, so what, what hasn't hasn't been washed out of a vagina? Have you found anything? The most common thing is, as you would probably guess, stuck tampons, which is yes. so easily done. It's unbelievable. I don't even use them mm-hmm. uh, myself personally because of that very reason. It's really? so. I mean, they're so tiny. You put one in. You know when you're like, did I did I switch the oven off? Or yeah, I, you know, yes. same thing. You could easily think, did I? Is there one up there? And then if you don't feel the strings, which sometimes happens, mm-hmm. you think, oh, okay, no, it's not. And then you put another. One. So I've seen <gasps> that happen all the time, and it can be. You can you can actually die from it as well. Like it's, yeah. it's quite serious. You can that end up going get, getting toxic oh, shock. going into to- yeah sepsis yeah. and going into toxic shock. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, is that quite how common actually is that? Because obviously it's one of those like scary things that you read mm. on the little leaflets in your tampon. That's packet. all I remember yeah. from sex education was toxic shock. I was more yeah scared. really yeah. yeah yeah really put me off of t- using tampons of using tampons mm-hmm. yeah. and the, I mean the smell itself is yeah <laughs> you the can't smell forget. Itself, yeah I mean I've definitely left a, a tampon up inside me for yeah. at least a day or two mm. and taking it out and you're like oh my god yeah. it really smells a day yeah. or two yeah a day or two wow yeah I like re- recently I've really noticed the smell of my period mm. like I I use a menstrual cup mm-hmm. so at the end of the day it, it can stay in there all day and then you take it out at the end and it's just like whoa that's dang yeah, yeah. it but has it's a, not, a particular kind it's like of very like metallic metallic yeah, yeah. It, it's like yeah. quite like oh, sour is like the wrong word but like it's like a oh it's it, not it, great uh, so I, how do you how do you describe a dead body you can't I, I, it's like <laughs> yeah. it was weird because when I started using menstrual cups I never really noticed the smell mm. and then it got to a point I don't know when it was at some point last year and I really noticed it and I was like oh my god there's something wrong with me mm. there's oh, something no. wrong with me my period really smells and this never it never it usually smells, smells. Yeah. so I actually went to the doctors to talk to them about it because no. I was like there must be something wrong with my mm. vagina like my period started smelling really bad but she was just like it's completely normal for yeah. a period to smell yeah. the thing is I was like, but that. it never I think that's the best way to describe it's like a metallic yeah. kind of yeah. like stale I don't know man I'm using all like the nasty words but <laughs> I mean it is pretty nasty yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, it's like it's not very good it's all blood been. it's gonna have a weird smell to yeah, it yeah all body I, functions fluids rather I, yeah. I find that using menstrual cup my periods I rarely notice my periods anymore it was only when I was using pads mm. that I really could smell my period do you know I've never used the menstrual cup? You know, oh, it's like once you once you get the knack of it, which yeah. is hard and it can take a few months. Yeah, yeah. it's like life changer. One of my friends, she yeah, swears by. It. Mm. In my head, I just thought it sounds like an accident just waiting to happen. <laughs> like it, it would be yeah, dropping out, used to thing. Yeah. But, but but then I I, I mean, accidents more about them definitely can happen. Yeah, happen. yeah. My, we, I think we had a story written in once where someone took out her menstrual cup in her like new boyfriend's bathroom. Oh, yeah, and it, like oh, the no. blood like literally flicks like out. 
blood all everywhere. over the white ba- bathroom. Because you oh. have to, you have to get the knack to put it in. <laughs> blood bath. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, oh my I, god. I mean, I think if you're uncomfortable with tampons anyway, yeah. I, I always find them better than tampons. They're way yeah, more comfortable. Sure. But yeah. if you're like, I know they a lot don't of dry people. Dry you up either. Oh my are. god. And you're not going to forget. So you're less likely to forget it. But is it like? Is it? bad to keep that blood like inside of you though and not release that's it. a good question it. like no, what would be the bad bit what about would happen it? to it yeah nothing terrible would happen mm. also and i mean unless you're you've got an infection of some sort uh that can potentially make it worse but other than that nothing terrible would happen i guess the theory is that after eight hours most people would have maybe too, enough blood in there that you need to you just need to yes. empty at that point yeah. i just um, don't not not anymore. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah. Were you like, really like periods? No, no, no. I would say it's like full, but not like But that's after twenty four hours. Not, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fine. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but, what's crazy about it is that you really notice like how much you actually bleed and it's not as much as you would it's think. It's only like two yeah, tablespoons, no. isn't it? The pads have a way of look, making it look like shit. Oh my god. Blood bath. Yeah. Pads make it look like there's so much blood <laughs> yeah. coming out of you. And same with tampons even, because what yeah. if that's completely soaked? soaked. You think you, you see that as like oh. a whole block of blood. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh my god! Rather than like, nah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, and yeah. also you have got your your normal vaginal fluid and all that stuff in there, and so by the time it comes out, there's a lot going on. There's exactly. a lot going exactly. on, so it looks a lot worse than it is. Exactly. Yeah. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Fuck number four. The worst fuck. Worst sex? Mm. Probably my last relationship. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. No, not even because, not not as a shade, not in a shady kind of way, but <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a bitter, disgruntled ex, I know. Um, but I guess just for the reason that I gave earlier in that I just wasn't as, um, I, w- I would get there from when I was like 22 so like mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. um and i just i just hadn't that was my first long-term relationship mm. yeah i'd had a boyfriend before but was super young there that conversations like mm. that just weren't had yeah and so this is my first proper relationship he wasn't really the type to have Talk those he wasn't it. like massively like sexual to be like so he didn't initiate i didn't initiate i didn't really have a lot of uh references in terms of sex and relationships and stuff mm. like that um did you find it was like just not so very just connected it. yeah or... it just wasn't connected uh i wasn't getting it as much as i wanted <laughs> as well yeah um and Been you know when you, feel, when, you know when you have the feeling of wanting to have sex and you have sex and you're like yeah no not satisfying yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it just constantly felt like yeah. that um and then that's oh. when i decided that okay well maybe it's just me because he seems to be having a you know yeah. marvellous time <laughs> oh god that's so painful and, and so, so I thought, frustrating well, it's just me and I'd say that that was I probably had worse sex than that but I think because that was a long term relationship and it was for so long then I'll yeah. say that yeah that, that's six yeah, because years it, I'm never going to get back yeah because yeah, it, it's really hard to sort of admit that you put yourself through such yeah, bad sex for so long when I when I think of it now I'm like I'm so sorry self like yeah, <laughs> to like, yeah. now that I know I'm like oh my god I actually thought I was going to marry this person oh yes. no, no. I was like, what if that oh did God. happen? That would be me. But I relate. I'm, but then so you think, much. how many women have like died not having even a remotely decent sex? You know, oh God, like gone through life, so many. Like, just in life. Just even thinking about now, this very moment, the billions of people in the world just having shit sex. I like, think if we were so to do a sad. study, and I think, and, and not to not to generalize or anything, of mm. course, because everybody is different. But I think, particularly with women, I think it's, it's, sex is trickier for us in terms of pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yes. If yeah. you were to do a study for women, I think it would be flawed to find out how many women actually don't really enjoy sex that much. Purely yeah. because we just don't know or but we, have the yeah, but we want it. But we like, want it. This is the thing. Yeah, it, it's just so frustrating that like just because of a lack of communication or mm. a lack of knowledge, like people just aren't having. I don't know, just not having a good time a good because time, they're not yeah. able mm. to communicate what they want or even know their bodies yeah. because they didn't know whether to like how to self pleasure mm, or yeah. like because we weren't even taught taught about self pleasure or female 
orgasms, orgasms or yeah. pleasure and in sex education. No. We're talking from a privileged country as well who does who, who do, do have sex education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. alone like other places that just you know yeah. it's like forbidden or they just don't get the access to it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So where our work uh, in Soho, so it's the business clinic in Europe. Yeah. So because of where we're located, it's like super central. So we see like literally everybody, um, and we get a lot of people because it's right in the heart of London. We get loads of people coming from all over Europe, like people who are just here maybe for six months studying yeah. or working and just sort of passing through, and they come through the sexual health clinic, of course. Mm. And the stories, one of the things that people always say is like, I just can't believe you guys have this service. Like mm. it's just amazing. Like there's where yeah. I come from, whether it's like somewhere in Italy or Spain or anywhere, like. And they just say, we just don't have, even just being able to go to a sexual health clinic, even though, okay, yeah, you may have to wait a couple of hours, but even just having somewhere yeah. to go to wow. speak about that, yeah. like, we don't have that, or even sex education or seeing posters oh. about, you know, they just don't, it just doesn't happen. So yeah. imagine, so that that's us who have, probably have the best, you know, um, sex it, education. I wonder if we've got yeah. that in the world. Like, I'd love to know what country has the best sort of sex education or sexual health services. Like, I'm, I'm and, sure it's like, yeah. it's like Sweden or, or Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. where, where they only work six hours a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stressed, they're actually having a good quality yeah. life. Yeah, super. And then happy whether that actually reflects on the sex that people are having mm-hmm. that live there as well, mm. because I guess a good sex education should equal good sex yeah right yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be <laughs> yeah. like quite a few scandy countries or like norway or even the um the netherlands they're, they're yeah. supposed to teach sex education for for kids like three to four year olds not necessarily about sex but it's about you know their bodies and mm, and genitals. differences and consent and genitals yeah and and like why don't we fucking do that here i know it and blows the my mind. you start the better with kids obviously yeah. we're not talking about talking about pleasure like there's certain yeah. things of course that are just not appropriate to talk about but even yeah. things like body parts and things about yeah. consent and what's right what's wrong and just normalizing conversation on the most basic you know mm-hmm. for children but i think the earlier you start the better because especially nowadays children how many how many times do you see children on their parents phones and they're flicking through all sorts of youtube and yeah this and that? you know it's the, mm. the internet is not policed enough that you have to really educate your children before you let them definitely because it's there it's just there isn't it it's the same with like porn like having just free access to porn yeah and kids are just going to learn all the bad habits and they're going to learn things younger and younger now Mm -hmm. as as the internet takes over kind of yeah so it's happening now like exactly that's why it needs to be taught so it needs now definitely younger I mean yesterday uh, Terence Higgins Trust which is the biggest um, HIV charity and BASH which is the British Association for Sexual Health amazing um, two massive charities they did a study uh, and the results came out yesterday about sort of it was called hashtag state of the nation mm-hmm. and it was about um, infection rates in the UK and yeah. we've not seen syphilis case, as many syphilis cases today as since World War 2 yeah wow. wow that's insane yeah. Yeah. and also obviously government cuts have played a massive um, played a massive role in that mm-hmm. yeah why is it that people are getting more STIs these days because it has like it's obviously gone up mm. fluctuated especially yeah. from like when everyone was quite scared back in the 70s 80s when yeah. they were talking about HIV yeah. and AIDS so much I guess it's because of um, like online dating and like more opportunity to have sex but yeah. then also it must be people not using condoms right yeah I think it's a combination of so many different things I yeah. think it is a combination of you know online dating it's e- sex is a lot more accessible before you mm. really had to get dressed and go out to bar <laughs> like now you can just stay at home under your duvets and talk to somebody on an app and meet up the next day kind of yeah, thing so yeah. things like that obviously make it more um, things like government cuts I think there's been a change we've seen a massive shift I'd say in the fi- last five to ten years where we're seeing cultures really changing and how we d- uh, approach sex and relationships and how we talk about them and I think it's sort of becoming more normalised so people feel a lot more liberated I think women yeah. women feel a lot more liberated to be to own their sexuality now yeah. and have yeah. sex with whoever they want to without any sort of shame attached to that so I think what we're finding is that people are just generally having more sex yeah. um, and people Freaky also and, people, <laughs> yeah. and also people are not using a lot of protection um, yeah. Naughty, naughty. yeah and we're seeing a lot of a massive increase in people in people under the age of 25 and people over the age of 65 Three? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which is a very interesting demographic because I'm going to call my mum out here because I gave her a packet of condoms last (laughs) time she came over because I was like, Mum, you need to be protected. Your age group. Yeah. It's That's very susceptible. So Your high risk eyes. It's it's all the, um, uh, the isn't it the elderly in the old folks' homes where like yeah. they're you know they they. 
especially when mental health maybe deteriorates they're mm. all having that it's like they regress back to school where they all have like girlfriends and boyfriends yeah, and they're cute. all like and, and because it. they don't need to have any protection mm-hmm. they just fuck and don't really give yeah. a fuck and they're like well even if I get an STI I'll like it doesn't really matter and, <laughs> yeah. and they just like explode like a petri dish and it's just it's ripe I love it I'm, I literally it's can't wait till like I'm like, like it gives you hope though I'm yeah. great I'll still be having sex in my 60s that's amazing Hell yeah. exactly. especially if I'm living in a home I'm having, having sex in about hundreds. But so I'm, I'm going to have girlfriends, boyfriends all the time. I'm going to be like sharing care. Oh my God, you know, the orgies. Almost like, it's weird, but I almost like that, that they're going up in the older community because it's showing that obviously that's our own, you know, uh, we, we're being prejudiced thinking that if you go, sex is for a certain age range. Yeah. yeah. So maybe now we'll start targeting older people when we're doing, you know, uh, sexual health campaigns and stuff yeah. like that because that's clearly a group that, that obviously needs it as well. Yeah, because what... what reaches out to that age group yeah, when it comes I've to I've never seen like a condom ad no like Somebody from my parents or grandparents' you, generation. You only no. ever see like Young, Viagra yeah, or like Viagra yeah, or constipation, erectile dysfunction, yeah, yeah, exactly. constipation, <laughs> irritable bowels, like yeah. Yeah, leaky, leaky yeah. vagina. That's not leaky fair. Vagina. I, I want to see. I want to see an like yeah, someone yeah. of that age, like being like, d- make sure to wrap up. Yeah. yeah. Fuck number five. The fuck that made me. Oh, this was, I would say, three years ago in Croatia. I went to a festival. Mm. Oh, festival sex. Festival sex, yeah. And it was, do you know what? It was, it was, it was a lovely night because it was this, it was this guy, and we, we we just hit it off. Whatever. Spent the whole day. To, we spent the whole festival together. No, not the whole festival. That was another guy. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> one guy. That was the next day. <laughs> no, so we met uh, one night at one of the stages or whatever. And we mm. stayed there, him, his friends, me and my friends. And we all just sort of hang out. And it was one of those nights that is just like, I mean, I can't say too much on here. But yeah. it was just like, everyone was just in a right, in the good space. And everything yeah. just happened. We were really super into each other. Like, mm. it was amazing. Like, And after that, we didn't need to stay. In t- it, was, it just was that. And oh, it was just the best. Yeah. And oh. honestly, it's one of the best nights in my life I'd say wow. wow and only for memories that you never thought only like oh I wish I did it again no do you know what no and I think that was not long after because this is about three years ago not long after I'd broken up from that last relationship so that was yeah. the, the relationship that made me think oh thank never. God yeah that yeah. was the right decision never, I made yeah. and I was super yeah. and, I, and I was like I'm over it yeah, so, yeah. Uh, did, I mean yeah. did you like fucking attend no, we ended up going back to was it his? We all had went back for a house party and then oh yeah um, yeah. I mean it was like twenty four hours later was still like but um, uh, still going at it. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Oh so yeah, that was like yeah, that was the best I'd say for sure. I think when you when yeah, that changed my life. When you're traveling or like do something like li- that's a little bit like out of your normal routine. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. when it, like things just like the magic really happens great things yeah, happen yeah happen right when you're just yeah. outside of your normal and your your your, your mentality is different as well yeah you're completely different minds mm-hmm. that was yeah I've been like oh yeah, because like you didn't care, but when you're yeah. on holiday, you're like oh, and also you're in another country. I think which probably plays into the fact that you're not going to get attached yeah. after the sex because yeah. you're like this isn't going to be anything. Yeah, yeah. This is our holiday. Ro- I exactly. love a holiday romance. Holiday oh. romances are the best. Oh, me and Rita going to LA. Oh, oh my God. Sweet. I am going to try for oh, some dude. holiday romances. Oh, I love, I love a holiday. Do you know? I think I almost always have a holiday romance. Really? Yeah. Like dead set every time. Dead set. I don't. I don't seek them out. No, <laughs> must just happen. Happens, but yeah. Um, yeah. Was it the fact that it, you you just had great sex and then like was able to detach yourself from that? Um, what am I looking for? Connection that made it such an impactful experience for you? Yeah, I think so. I think it was the first time that I'd met somebody who had almost like the same sort of sex drive. I'd say, uh, and yeah, and I think something then clicked. It wasn't so much that oh, it's him and he's the, yes. the one, mm. but I I'd, I'd re- then realised that actually I had just settled for somebody. Then I needed to actually, mm-hmm. and then once I realised that, I, I think that's what made it the you know the sex that sort of changed my life kind of thing but yeah. uh, because that's the first time I actually really enjoyed sex with uh, him ah, so yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 and that's because you had that like level that, like the same levels the same levels and also I think by then I was a lot more uh, self-aware mm. and I'd already like yeah yeah I say uh, b- before no so with my ex I then obviously dated some other guys around but I th- I'd say that guy yeah was the first one that was like okay yeah this yeah. And it was just, it was literally just one night, but that was, and that's all I wanted from it either as well. Yeah. Um, but it was good shit. 
It's some Gucci. Yeah. I think I have a problem because when I get good stuff, I like get attached because I'm like, I'm never going to find something this great yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're like, well, I've, I've tried to find it for this long. It's never exactly. Come yeah. I swear and then that's I, like a survivor mechanism, though. Our, our bodies and our brains are telling us yeah. like, you got something good from that. That means you need to like take them and have yeah. babies with them, yeah. and then and maybe. spread more goodness. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it is just that. Yeah. Why? Probably just hormones being like, no, no, no. You need to. He needs to put a baby inside you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pin him down. Yeah, that, this is what marriage, man. It's a fucking. It's they're true. like, oh, yeah. I'm engaged now. It's like, well, you're fucked for life, mate. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I can't. Think so you're of not the marriage. Worse. No, no. I, I'm not. I'm, no. I'm like, who's to say? I, I, it's hard to say. Mm. Never, never say never because I think it's silly. Yeah. It's not I'm, something that you're like, um, this I must. No, yeah. absolutely not. I, I mean, I, I like. I'm into non-monogamy, if not yeah. polyamory. Polyamory. So yeah. Of course, you can be married and do the same. But mm. marriage for me is still quite a religious concept, and I'm it just is. Not yeah. Religious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like in my last relationship, I was so ready to get mm. married and have kids. Yeah. But like weirdly, since the breakup, I don't feel that way at all it's crazy anymore. isn't it yeah when I was in that relationship I was convinced like that's what I was working towards I was like right we're gonna yeah. get engaged and then I was like well where's this going because you know I, I have to think about having kids because I'm mm-hmm. approaching my th- and, you, exactly. and, and all these things come into your mind and now I'm like in my early 30s approaching my mid 30s and I'm like actually did I ever even want these things or mm. did I want them because I felt like that's what I should be doing at that age yeah in that, because that's just how life it's goes the should, it's the it's should, should because especially as women we have like the clock yeah the that clock that everyone yeah. fucking yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. So like, bullshit. Piss has been right off. What I, I wanted when I was in a long-term relation compared to when I got out of that, so different. Like, I don't... I don't even... Never say never, and mm-hmm. my mum's not listening. But, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mum. But as in, I don't even know if I want kids, you know? Like, yeah. But yeah. all these things I would not have known. And then I always think to myself, what if I had gone down that route? What if the relationship went the way I wanted it to go? Oh, yeah. shit. You I would have been having stuck. shit sex, stuck in a marriage... Same. ...with kids... And not living a good life, like yeah. so potentially really yeah. miserable. And you, but, but then you can see how easily that happens. So easy. Oh yeah, we. I mean, yeah. uh, we're so our own easy. worst enemy. Yeah. It's like I swear, I swear, this is the hormone saying like you just you need to be with them for the rest of your life. You need to have babies um, with yeah. them. It's animal instinct, oh. isn't it? Because um, yeah. as people that can create life you look for that person to then protect your family that you're going to create together which ain't right in itself our bodies naturally want us to have kids which is why we feel horny in the first place Mm. yeah our body's just like yeah you need to have some kind of spunk inside you (laughs) i need to be pregnant okay buddy (laughs) but obviously we're so intelligent now that it's like so much more than that yeah Yeah. so much more so much more that's what i always say to young young especially in their 20s i'm like just wait if you still want this like yes yeah. Especially if you're not, if you're 100% happy and everything's good, then fine. Yes, yeah. 100%, you know. But if you're, don't push it just because yeah. th- you feel like this is what you should be doing mm-hmm. and you should settle down with this person because you're at this age. And, and then you start thinking, oh, by the time I find somebody else, I have to get them to know for oh two years. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then I have that. to get exactly. engaged. And then by the time we have the first kid, I'll be this age. But yeah. then I want two kids or I three kids. Those things too. <laughs> yeah, it's you do. It's actually crazy. It's programmed yeah. in us, though, like from like the get go, mm, from yeah. even just like the children's films that we watch, like yeah. looking mm, at Disney. Mm, mm, and it's like, poor, helpless. Disney princess girl I mean I fucking love Disney so yes. like, like, I'm all over that shit <laughs> yeah. but that does ingrain us that yeah. we need to find a prince to protect us uh-huh. and to have be happily ever after, after married that, yeah. Yeah. happily yeah. ever it's like fuck after. off really I should be the one that protects my family I'm going to be the one that does the DIY and yeah. does everything I'm going to be a single mum I'm going to yeah. I don't want to be married like I want to just fuck it all out the window <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you are in a relationship <laughs> where you're not getting good sex, then <laughs> this is your, this run, is your warning. Run, yeah, this run. is like you see the red this flags. Is the sign you've been looking for. Yeah, yeah. Either go to therapy or get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think that's a, and that's a good point. Mm. Because in relationships, there are going to be ups and downs. Definitely. Don't just fuck off just because something you know. Of yeah. course, they're going to be high highs and lows in yeah. any relationship. But you both, but I think need you to know, fight for you it. both need to fight for it. If you're yeah. the only person fighting for it, then. Yes. Yeah, there's no point. And I think sometimes exactly. it gets to that point where, because I felt like I was the one fighting. I was like, why am I fighting? I ain't a wrestler. Same. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh- For fuck's sake. This week's sex question is. I've been listening to your podcast for a while now, currently listening to the one with Caden. It's really made me relax a bit. I haven't got HIV, I don't think, but I heard the part about HPV, which I do have. I have tried my best to do research about this, but I couldn't get my head around it all. I've listened to your podcast, but I can't remember if there was one that covers the topic more in depth. 
would you mind letting me know which one you have and which one it is um and then i just fucking love what you guys do and talk about <laughs> Um, and she's been banging on about it to everyone. Oh, bless so her. So cute. Thanks, but curious fucker. I thought that you. brought up quite an interesting thing, which is yeah. like, basically, what's the, there's two types of HPV. Mm. Is it HPV? Hey, uh, H- no, HSV. HSV. Yeah. And wait, is that what she, or did she say? HPV? I think she said HPV, which is I a think human she was thinking about I both think of them. She's she probably thinking about both. Okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But then also, because she's talking about types and she knows that we have herpes, I feel like she's talking about herpes. Maybe. Maybe. I get so confused with all of them. The HPV, HSVC. I know. (laughs) All these abbreviations. It's like, God, even I get that answer. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's two different types. Actually, there's more than one type of HPV as well, isn't there? There's loads. Yeah. I mean, there's there's loads. So the the HPV, the human papillomavirus, causes all sorts of different types of... um, So A, it causes... It's the virus that causes genital wars, but it also Mm -hmm. causes uh, different types of cancers. So in mm. in women and in yeah in women um, certain type of cervical cancers mm-hmm. um, and in men who have sex with men certain types of anal cancers. So what we're doing now, which is I think over the last say two years or so, um, we introduced the human papillomavirus for gay men. Mm-hmm. So vaccinate all gay men under the age of forty five um, against it because we found that actually men who have sex with men there's there's a higher risk for certain types of anal cancers ah. and so because it's always been used for young girls in schools and stuff yeah yes. i mean i think i, think I missed I the boat it. i missed mm. the boat with that one i think oh. i had mm. the injection yeah Did you? i feel like i had it but i can't remember because it's, it's at six, 15, 16, yeah. I think, for young yeah. girls. Yeah. Uh, in Australia, they were doing it for a long time and, and then it sort of moved over here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I probably just missed out by a couple of years. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, so it causes different types of cancers. Um, you're more, it's better to have the vaccination before you're sexually active, active as a girl. Cause yeah. It's, it's a girl, isn't it? Ask the yeah. question, yeah. Um, so she wants to know a little bit more about... I guess the different types. Um, in I don't know whether it is really HPV or HV... HSV, yeah, <laughs> the herpes virus. Because there's two yeah. types of um, Her- herpes. Yeah, so you can get the oral one and the and the genital, genital one. one. Yeah, but like, what is the actual difference? So there's not there's not massive difference mm. in it. So there's type one and there's type two. Type one is typically found on the lip, uh, yeah. but it can be found in the genital area as well. Mm. Type two typically tends to be in the genital area. Type um type one is mainly in the in the sore. Type one is less aggressive. Type two is more aggressive. aggressive. So you're yeah. more likely to have symptoms with type two um but if you get people who get cold sores on their lip they've got herpes that yeah and you know everyone always says oh i've got a cold sore and you never think oh no never literally never because so many people get cold sores and it's a normal thing it's so normal and it's normalized like you've never i've never heard anyone say oh my god you've got a cold yeah some people might react like that but it's not like there's no shame attached to having a cold sore on your lips strange isn't it but somehow when it's down there then it's like wow whoa but it's, yeah. it's it's the same thing. The only difference is maybe in how aggressive it can it can be when it does present itself. But right. essentially, it's the same virus. It's mm-hmm. not there's not much difference in the one or the two. Um, yeah. And that you can get one and two down there. You mainly get one on the lip. Mm. Yeah. I, w- I wanted to ask a question about mm. um, oh, what's it? HS. <laughs> I keep wanting to say HSBC, which is like a bank account. <laughs> um, the, basically, I've had warts before. Right. Do I need to be careful about um, cancers? As in, like in the Mm, good question. Vagina in the vaginal area. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not not specific, not not more so than anybody else. Mm -hmm. So, if you have genital warts, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to increase your risk of having cervical cancer. No, so don't worry. The the virus itself uh, causes loads of different things. So it's not just warts; it's all sorts of different things. But it doesn't mean that just because you got genital warts, that it's going to increase your chances Mm, of of having any cervical cancers. Do you when once you've got HPV? Yeah. Do you have it forever? No. So uh, your body will clear it at some point. Wait, yeah. HPV How is long... herpes, right? No, HPV is, is, is fuck's sake. The other <laughs> I don't one. even know Genital my warts. own illnesses. Like, what the hell? Okay, sorry, I'm following. <laughs> so, well, they they both kind of work in very similar ways, actually. Mm. They both we wouldn't test because a lot of people come in and say, "My boyfriend's got herpes. Can I have a test?" And it's like, no. Mm. You only you either have it or you don't. So yeah. with genital warts or genital herpes, if you go to a sexual health clinic and ask for a test, we, there's no test for it. So if you if you come to the clinic and say, "I think I might have a wart," then how we essentially diagnose you is just by looking. So I can mm-hmm. tell just by looking at the skin and let you know whether that's just a spot or whether it's a wart. Yeah. A lot of people come in and it's just spots here and there. Just yeah. like ingrown the hair, ingrown hair, the bane of my existence. My <laughs> so HPV, which is 
genital warts and HSV, which causes genital herpes, they work quite similar in that they're passed on from skin to skin contact. Yeah. So with both of them, condoms obviously always help, but but they won't always protect you against them, unfortunately. Yeah. Unlike chlamydia, that if you wear a condom, then there's a good chance you won't catch it, even if you have sex with somebody who does have it. Yeah. Whereas with genital warts and herpes, if somebody has an active outbreak and there's that skin-to-skin contact, it's not guaranteed that you're going to get it, but there's good. Ch- but, the, but you will be exposed to the virus. And then once you do have the virus, we know that there's a chance that you may get an outbreak at some point. Yeah. Now, what people do, which is completely understandable, is that they assume that, let's say, they, let's say you get an, uh, an outbreak of warts or herpes, you naturally assume that it's your most current partner. They must have given it to you. Yeah. But the the interesting thing about both of these viruses is, is that they can lay dormant for you for even for years even. So yeah. you could literally have a one night stand tonight with somebody. Three years later, get genital warts based on that sexual contact. Wow. So you could, and that's why I tell people that if you tested a hundred of us, most of us will come back positive, and yeah. any of us could essentially get an outbreak of genital warts or herpes at any point. It does yeah. it's, it's not a reflection of. Yeah. of anything really essentially it just means that at some point you've at least had a cuddle with somebody with that clothes on that's literally all it means it doesn't yeah. mean that um, you don't have to have sex with a million people and no. and you probably got it already yeah. yeah. Oh, how can you put people's minds at ease? Because so many times, I, I used to do this when I was younger, I thought I had herpes or genital herpes yeah. um, or I thought I had something um, like how can how can you stop them coming in and, and yeah. wasting their time and wasting you know nurses or doctors time what I'll say with herpes what I'll say if you've never had genital herpes before and then you get it from the first time I've, you would know you yeah, would know what it is know. as in if you've never had the <laughs> outbreak you will you you first of all you, you're likely to get systemically unwell so you mm-hmm. might feel other symptoms that, that are not to do with an STI so you mm-hmm. might start feeling generally unwell flu-like Flu-y. symptoms very mm-hmm. fluy like with any any virus that's laying dormant it's more likely to attack you when your immune system's a little bit suppressed yeah so if you're fighting off a cold like okay we're in the middle of winter now so we're more likely to see people having outbreaks mm-hmm. um so what i'll say is look out for symptoms um but if you don't have any symptoms i wouldn't worry because you either have it or you don't so if you haven't noticed any painful blisters down there then you don't have herpes yeah. if you haven't seen any warts and if you want to know what warts look like you can obviously google them um there's two types of warts sometimes they can come looking quite smooth so they can appear almost like a spot um but typically, they almost look like cauliflower. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They just, yeah. So when I when I looked, I was like, I was very confused whether or not it was a yeah. or a spot. Because they're quite I, rough looking, aren't they? And yeah. they, they literally look like tiny cauliflower. And it feels just the same as a spot. And they're not painful. No. Yeah, it feels like a spot. Not painful. Doesn't even bother you at all. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can take a while to diagnose it. Sometimes it can go unnoticed by the you know by the naked eye. Um, so it's just if you've got an outbreak, just make sure you keep first thing stop having sex, go to a sexual health clinic, um, and get some advice get an examination mm-hmm. unless you have reason to worry I wouldn't worry too much I know that sometimes our minds can play, play tricks on us especially, oh yeah oh yeah yeah so Definitely. psychological mm-hmm. symptoms like you know you read an article and you think that's it I, I think I've got <laughs> it yeah yes and well, your what, mate gets ill after a sore throat, throat and you're like yeah, I've oh, got a sore I'm, throat I'm oh sure my god I'm dying it. yeah yeah I always get that when I when I'm with someone that's got a sore throat which is always without me without a doubt <laughs> like an hour later I'll be like I've got a sore throat I've got I'm it sure. that's I'm it yeah but I was really surprised because my partner and I after I think one of our first times we were away swinging having sex with other people we both went to the sexual health clinic mm-hmm. because we had what we thought was blisters in mm-hmm. the corners of our mouth thinking we've both got oral herpes mm-hmm. and they both laughed at us like the, both the nurses they were like no you've just got dry skin <laughs> and of course what we didn't realize was that you you need to have it like you you generally you can't test for it unless you you've got the blisters yes and it's the same with other STIs you can't test for them within two weeks it has to you have to go over that incubation period, period. and I didn't know no one taught no me one that taught when that, I was younger yeah. it's only until recently I've been like huh so even if I think I have something I still can't, no, yeah. can't test unless you have obvious symptoms yeah so yeah. that's the good that's the good thing about them as well is that and like things like chlamydia, gonorrhea, HIV or syphilis that you can have without having any symptoms. Mm-hmm. With genital warts and genital herpes, you either, like I said, have them or you don't. So if you have herpes, yeah. how we test for it is you come and we do examination, we take swabs of it, send it off and that's how essentially we um, diagnose. And with warts, it's just a matter of having a look at the skin and then somebody, you know, a professional will then tell you whether it's a wart or not. Yeah. And then, But the good thing is that at some point your body will clear the virus, but that could be two weeks, two months, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, everybody is different. Um, can, and you, can your body clear the virus of herpes though? Yeah, no, it can. At some point, your body will clear the virus. Some people, it takes years. Some yeah. people, it takes months. Some people only get one outbreak and never get it again. Wow, it's, that's so interesting. Yeah, Maybe it, I don't have mine on my neck anymore. 
You probably don't. Probably don't. Mm. What we know with her, with warts, what we normally up. say is if you haven't had an outbreak in about two, with both of them actually, if you haven't had an outbreak in about two years, the longer you've not had a, a return of symptoms, yeah. the less likely you are to then get it again. So maybe the longer never, the better. Maybe, maybe I don't fucking have an either. Maybe I don't have herpes anymore. Yeah, what the hell? Wow, no one last outbreak. <laughs> probably over two years ago. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so normally two year, after two years, we we'll say there's a good chance that it's looking good that you may not get it anymore, that yeah. you may have I mean, cleared the virus. No, yeah, you never know. I mean, yeah. but two after two years, it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. So See, you can. And everyone like mm. everyone sees herpes and you're like, oh my god, you're gonna have that for the rest of your life. For the yeah. rest of your life. It's no. the Americans. They sensationalized it. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Make it such we a big deal. Shattering. Oh my god. Maybe we need right? to do a YouTube video on this. Yeah. We're both like, yeah. Well, we have herpes, and mine hasn't flared up in ten years. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I had you shingles def- recently, and I really thought it was gonna flare up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you because not with herpes, if you're if you're feeling unwell, mm-hmm. you're you're more likely to get so yeah. I, I'm sure in the last 10 years you've had bouts where you've not you've really been unwell and if you then haven't had an outbreak definitely not it's it's gone I'd say, bitches I'd say you're oh, good got it. it's out of the house I'd say you're sad. good it <laughs> was like a bit of my grandmother like a part of me every day you know now she's gone well hold like, on officially. she gave you <laughs> yeah, yeah my grandmother yeah? gave me her oh, on my neck you. oh yeah, she bless. had a cold so it got like there must have been a scratch on my neck and I remember when I was like in year 8 when I first got diagnosed mm. that I told my teacher oh. and he like like jumped back away from me like ew oh really yeah what? he was quite like so overdramatic yeah man. but it really set me up as I was like I was like didn't even think it was a big deal. His level of knowledge wasn't clearly yeah. that great either. Clearly, yeah. yeah. I was like, what do you think I'm going to give you it for fuck's sake? But I'm glad that you said how you got it, actually, because that's one thing with people kissing babies, like just right. don't do it. Because oh, herpes can yeah. be life-threatening, especially as a baby. Or, yeah. or if you're a mother and you're going through labour and you're giving child, you can pass it on to your child through childbirth. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so just be careful in terms of that. So if you ever you have an active outbreak, just avoid kissing anybody and then that way you're, you're good. Definitely, Yeah. yeah. Thank you for all that information. That was no, really, really good. I think it is time for us to fuck off. Yeah, we, oh. we really got fuck off. Like we've been chatting for yeah, a long we really, we, time. <laughs> damn, but babe, so thank you so much. No it's problem. been amazing. Yeah. Your knowledge has like blown our minds. Oh, yeah. bless you. <laughs> <laughs> you are our sex guru. I swear. Like anytime we have a problem, we're going to be messaging you. Like please help. That's it. We're going to start a group chat now. Yeah. Where yeah. can our curious fuckers find you? So you guys, you can find me in the new series of the Sex Clinic. Actually. Oh yeah. yeah. Which is coming back in March, so yeah, it will be on exciting. E4. Um, we don't have a confirmed date, but it's definitely out this March on E4. Normally on Mondays at 10 p.m., but we'll send out more information. We'll see. We'll see. Time. <gasps> yeah, keep, your keep an eye on. My Instagram is at sarah.melindwa amazing yeah so remember to rate this podcast give us a lovely review and subscribe to it if you haven't already yes it really does help us out it gets us up into the charts and we want to be hitting that number one spot please share because we're just about to hit one million listens you can help push us over the edge as well as follow us on come curious and if you fancy you can follow our personal accounts at read amber x or Florence Bark. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> we will all see you next week. Goodbye. I mean, hear you. I'll hear you. I'll, they, they'll, they'll hear, hear us. You. Fucking us. hell, man. Oh, my days. <laughs> Goodbye, curious bye, bye, Love, love you. Bye. <laughs> I'm waving still. 